Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ahoy there! Ahoy there, listener! Ah, Craig Children here, um, of the Time Ghost podcast. Usually, uh, of course, I'm joined by Martin Bain-Jones. Um, but it will come as no surprise to regular listeners to uh, to hear that his his ironwork gates are not yet ready. And uh, he is, as of yet, unable to join us here today for another episode. Uh, usually, of course, we, um, you know, we, uh, well, we have a good rummage through the sock drawer of culture and see what's been hidden underneath the, uh, the cycling socks right at the right at the back left-hand corner of the drawer uh, in cultural terms, obviously. I still have the mental image of a, of a revolver. I don't know where, where that came from. Perhaps it's a fake. Let's hope it's a fake. What I've been doing um, while Martin is, uh, is so detained is to play the odd episode from our archives. So um, I, hope you, uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as if Martin has been able to turn up for one this week. <laughs> I give you time, Ghost. Hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome to Time Ghost. Time Ghost. Ooh, what did you do there? You went from left to right. Time Ghost. Gosh, if I did it the same way, like this. Time Ghost. Ooh, that's a bit like Rent-A-Ghost, but yes. Anyway, Rent-A-Geist. Rent-A-Geist. Zeitgeist. Well, I don't know. Anyway, welcome to Time... We're pre-recording this one because, well, of course we're pre-recording. It's, it's, it's a ruddy podcast. It's what an ambush, isn't it, Martin? What we're doing is we're, we're setting a little cultural ambush. We're going to be away. We don't know what's going to be happening in our absence, but we're going to run ahead, hide behind a little cultural bush, and when you come along, we're going to spook you out like a couple of little times ghosts. Boo! We're saying, Burr. culturally. So, um, Craig, um... Tell me a little bit about yourself. How, how how did we first meet? What's the matter? Have you gone completely loopy? We've been working together for 16 years. No, Surely no, you remember how we met. The, for, the, you know, for the listeners. Oh! How, how did, oh, I see how it's did, a device. Yes, a device. Oh, how did, here's the rubric. How, oh. did we, how did we meet first? Well, um, my certain memory is that it was... Um, wasn't it in Wakefield? Absolutely right. Yes. Absolutely. We, uh, yeah. In uh, 1992, I think it was. 1992. The October of 92, I That's think. That's right, yes. We went up to Wakefield to see a band called The People Who Walked in Darkness. Oh, yes, that's that? right. Yes. yes. And uh, They used to cover themselves with caster sugar before they came on stage, added to the uh, to the effect. That's right, yes. That's yes. Right. yes. Ironically, of course, uh, Wakefield suffered a 36-hour power cut uh, that weekend. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we were we were stuck in Wakefield. None of the trains were running. Do you remember? And uh, there was a riot. Fifty-two people arrested, I think, including uh, <laughs> including Martin Bain Jones. I'm, I'm I think I'm being sought, saw you being carted to the meat wagon. Is that what they call it? That's right. Yes. And then we were. We were the, I have to say, I thought those lads did a wonderful job. The police in Wakefield 
fabulous job that night without any electricity. They processed 52 people, yeah. kept them all in jug, and uh, we were released the following morning after, after a good slap-up breakfast. Very, very impressive. Yes, I seem to remember huddling together for warmth uh, with several petunia-oiled um, young men and women. That's right, yes. Well, the people that walked in darkness... Um, Yes, alas, the, the great light never shined on them, you know. Yeah, why do you always say that? Every time you, every time you tell this story, you always say that the great light Upon never them, shined. the great light what? hath not shined. Well, it's Isaiah, isn't it? The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. It's Isaiah. Actually, I, I say that, of course, one of the people that walked in darkness was, uh, was Dick Breakfast, who then went on to do some session work for Chumbawamba. Dick Breakfast? What? Well, I don't for a moment suppose that was his real name, you know. To, right. Mr. to Dr and Mrs Breakfast, a son, Richard, <laughs> hereafter to be called Dick. So, yes, but he, of course, went on, yeah, he had some success, didn't he? Was Dick, yes, yeah. uh, he was in Jumbawamba. Um, Ironically, though, they did get knocked down um, in the sense that the British public stopped buying their records. So, that's right, uh, they never and they, really did, they never did get up again, didn't no, they? Jumbawamba. Doesn't it sound like a sort of group of people... Just to have a bit too much to drink, really, doesn't it? it does, just yes. um, it's yes. basically banging out any old shit. I think a number of people in that band aren't entirely sure if they were ever in Chumbawamba. If you ever knew you were in Chumbawamba, then you weren't in the band. That's probably what they say, you know. Yeah. I think mm. people remember them more for tipping half a bucket of iced water over John Prescott, really, than yes. anything else, don't they? Chumbawamba. And that fellow called Dan But No Bacon. I know, and if there were ever such a, a pointless thing to do... Um, you know, throwing a bucket of water over John Prescott effectively leaves John Prescott pretty much looking exactly the same. And he's slightly cleaner. And he's slightly cleaner as uh, as he did be- before. Because he's not um, he's not the least sweaty man, is he? That's certainly true. Certainly true. September in Bristol sees the Bristol. Poetry festival. Oh, I love a poetry oh, I festival. I bet you, yes. I'm not sure I've ever been to a poetry festival. Well, it's a bit like going to a stand-up gig, except it's not funny at all. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's the same sort of atmosphere. Maybe um, it's a bit like Top Gear, with lots of people just standing around. It is. It's exactly what it's yes. like. I yes. think they've modelled, in many ways, they've modelled that on the model. On the sort of on, Bristol on Poetry Festival. Bristol Poetry Festival. I'm yeah. guessing. I mean, who knows who's going to be there? I don't know, but I'm... I'm I can't imagine there's a, a poetry festival that's complete without uh, at least one of the uh, the Liverpool poets, obviously. Do you, think, do you think Roger, Brian or Adrian are there? I wonder. I love the Liverpool poets. Oh, yeah. Whenever I think of a Liverpool poet, I think of, I think of a man yes. of, of middling years. In your perhaps, perhaps in, a sort of, in denim, essentially in denim, perhaps with a de- sort of flat cap made of denim with badges on it. That's right. Or a beret, possibly a beret. Berry. One of them, ironically, might be for the scouts or something. That's right. And then he'll have a little waistcoat, ja- a little waistcoat, a waistcoat. jerkin. Yes. Also, probably, a, you know, probably a granddad shirt folded at the sleeve. That's right. Yeah. Um, again, with little, again with little Perhaps, perhaps one for a sort of um, traction engines fair or something. Another one. That's good. Um, another one, maybe uh, I don't know, supporting a colliery or something like that. That's good. And yes. then, um, and then, uh, shirt out, not tucked in. Very, very skinny legs. Very, very thin skinny legs. legs. And then red shoes. And then red shoes. Red shoes. Bright, a pair of big red shoes. Bright red leather shoes. That's right. That's yes. a Liverpool poet. Oh, yes. Yeah. I do like... And I agree with you. I like the Liverpool poets. I think they're very accessible. But... And also, quite right. Actually, I would say they are a bit like stand-up comedians, really, aren't they, the Liverpool poets? You know... Yeah, it's, bit, it's poetry, but it's not funny. Well, some of it is funny. Some of it's funny. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, some Wave of it is it, funny. Waving at trains, I seem to remember. The lovely Roger McGough one, that was a... 
that had a that had a rye, you know, waving at train. I can't remember how it goes, but the, the gist of it was you wave at a train because it doesn't matter because when the person flicks his visa up, he's several miles down the track. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> yes, that's good. Yes, I. Yes, there's often little plays on words, isn't there? Obviously. Yeah. You know what's going to happen with the Bristol Poetry Festival? I mean, you've got to hope for their sake that uh, it's not going to be a massive success because if it becomes a huge hit, Hegley will be there. John Hegley. John Hegley will yeah. be there. John Hegley. Then, be... before you know it, Stephen Fry or someone like that will be there, and the Radio Four crowd will turn up, and they'll be doing. I'm sorry, just a minute. Yeah. Just a minute will be coming from Absolutely. from the Bristol Poetry Festival, and possibly even Woman's Hour. Like we're coming to you. Like, oh, it's it's uh, it's Martha Carney this time. Then Another let's bit of see. Folk music, Richard Thompson will Richard turn Thompson up. That's there. right. He'll be there, and where Richard Thompson goes, the others surely follow. And uh, before you know it, it'll be like a, it'll be like one of the old oil towns or the gold towns in the old Midwest. ZZ Top headlining. That's right. Yes. Um, That's supported right. by Rihanna. Anyway, the Bristol Poetry Festival. Simon Armitage is going to be speaking there, I believe. Uh, that'll be interesting. Anne Stevenson, David Morley, Isabel Dixon, Dixon, Nixon, Doxon. I don't know. Just like the names of people I was at school with. That's right. Well, I think you were at school with most of them, weren't you? David Morley. He was Sure, he was at school with. Sure, David Morley bullied me in the fourth year. I think, in fact, he pushed me into the canal, and I got wheels disease. Wheels disease. Wheels disease. What's yeah. that? Wheels disease. Well, I think it. I think Did he come it, up in wheels? No, 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 no. It's wheel. It, it, after the name of the, it might actually be pronounced wiles. Actually, right. W e. Yeah, I. Is I. L s wheels. Wheels disease. Have you ever heard of it? I think it comes. Till now, no. I think it comes from rats pooing in right. water. Okay. Um, I like anyway, that Bill Hart's here. It's very, it's 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 um it's a very it's a very nasty thing to catch. Is it very had, Oh, extremely, extremely. Oh. It's very very nasty, and and you know it can cause um, renal failure and all sorts. Anyway, I was very very ill with it, and um I, I couldn't go to I couldn't go to school for four, five, six months. No, six months. Six, I thought you were going to say days, and I was going to say my goodness, six months. Yes. Wow. Yeah, six months. I Wheels disease, suppurating, close to death's door. Were you were you sticky and sweet? Were you sticky and sweet? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm you're, sticky you're, you're and sweet. You're segueing, aren't you? I'm segueing. Yeah. Because it's sweet in that slightly sort of, ooh, ooh, like, you know, smell infection in a room. It's got that slight fetid sweetness to oh, it, it has, hasn't it? Yes. And sticky from the pustulating sores, weeping, yeah. possibly. that's right. Because if you were sticky and sweet, you'd be like Madonna. Because Because Madonna's tour. coming to Wembley with her sticky and sweet tour. I hasten to add, I don't think she's got wheels disease. I don't think she's got that. I don't think there's anything wrong with her at all. But she, apart from the fact she's called her tour Sticky and Sweet, which to me isn't an entirely beautiful image. Sticky and sweet. Hmm. Sticky and sweet. It's sort of rude in a way. I think it is. Sticky a lot of, and sweet. It's, it's probably the fact she's after. Yes. Um, which is not altogether untrodden territory for Madonna, is it? Well, it's not. But uh, one, one might like to think... That, it would become the road less travelled as she uh, approaches her fiftieth year. Yeah, a nice sit down, the Madonna tour. That's a that well, long live it. A good book, Madonna. A good book and a cup of tea. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, I'm going to bring up, I would like to bring up some interesting, I'm going to reveal something you wouldn't have known. I'd like to bring up two people who've been very much in the zeitgeist uh, this, over this summer and, uh, and discuss them and the link between them. Aww. The first of those is Rafe Vaughan Williams. Now, Rafe Vaughan Williams occupies... Ralph, Ralph no, Vaughan no, Williams. No, 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 no. Spelt Ralph, pronounced Rafe. It's always Rafe. It's Rafe. Why is it Rafe? That's how it's always been pronounced. Only people from Australia misspell it as Rolf. Rafe Vaughan Rafe. Williams. But how, Rafe. Do you, how do you know to say it Rafe instead it's of Ralph? It's just Rafe. It's always been Rafe. 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 It's Ralph if you're illiterate. Yes, it's simple. one of those things you've got to be in the know again, yes, haven't you? That's right. You've got to be one of the people who knows, one of the that's people right. who's told. Psst, by the way, don't say It's Rafe Vaughan Williams. Don't tell anyone else. Like, don't um, tell Craig. It's Rafe. Don't tell Craig. Let's leave him out of our gang. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Let's wait for him to step in it. Then we can all laugh at him and point and jeer. That's the point, though, isn't it? Well, I suppose it probably is. But yes, Rafe Vaughan Williams. Who has three names for some reason, but they're not, it's not double barreled. Well, is like it? Martin Bain Jones. Yeah, no, I think it is double barreled. No, it's not double barreled. Why has he not got a hyphen? I don't think he's got a hyphen. No, he hasn't got a hyphen. Vaughan Williams. No, he gets, always gets Rafe Vaughan Williams. He gets, he gets sort of triple billing. Like Jonathan Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah. But um, Rafe Vaughan Williams, he occupies that sort of that rural, pastoral, early 20th century. Place doesn't he? We sort of we put him with Elgar, we put him with Stanford, we put him maybe with Parry, who was a, a colleague and friend of his. But this summer they uh, they performed Vaughan Williams's fourth symphony at the Proms, and uh, a lot of people were, were were comparing with Shostakovich. He studied briefly under Ravel, you know, obviously Ravel, who also has been in the Proms with uh, recently with the Bolero. Obviously we know that, and the Pavan pour un infant defunt. De, defunct, I don't know how you say that in... A in, defunct infant. Well, well, a dead princess, yes. Right, got a dead, A dead Spanish princess, I suppose. It must be the Infanta. Anyway, so Which, there we incidentally, are. is yes. how the Elephant and Castle got its name. That's right, yes. The Infanta de Castile. That's right, yes. yes. But also, the Elephant and Castle have been used as a heraldic. Of anyway, course, we've yes. gone way we've off. Gone way we've off. gone way we've off. We've gone way off. off. So, Rafe Vaughan Williams, there he is. Stick with it, because it's interesting. Rafe Vaughan Williams was a very well-connected man. His great-uncle... Was Charles Darwin? Get off! Get, get, no, I'll get back on again. Climb back on. Hold on tight now. Charles Darwin. Get off again! Oh God, I'm, I'm get back down. I'm, I'll get up again. Really, Charles Darwin? Charles Darwin was Rafe Vaughan Williams's great uncle. Anyway, and the reason I bring that up, of course, is Charles Darwin is going to be in our zeitgeist for the next eighteen months or so. Oh, that's nice. Next Martin, year because it's the two hundredth year anniversary. We got there in the end. You see, it was worth oh, it. It's nice. Bit trouble. It was a bit like potholing there, wasn't it? We had that little tricky bit. We had to go right underground, under the water, under the water. Deep breath. Promise you, it's only five feet, and you'll be out the other side. Deep breath, deep breath. And there you are, miles and miles beneath Lancashire or somewhere like that. And then you yeah. come out and. <gasps> And you make it, and you're up, and you're 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 up, and you're fine. It's it's fine. Anyway, sorry. Yes. So yes, yeah, Sir Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin, another man of the zeitgeist. Hmm. 
Mm, he gets a... Um, I think he gets a very easy ride, actually, Charles Darwin. Go on. Well, it's become a little bit of a religion, hasn't it? Darwin, well, it has. Well, it? particularly now Dawkins got onto it, hasn't it? You know. It's extraordinary. It's become... It's The greatest heresy of our age is to say you don't believe in evolution. I, I'm not saying I don't believe in evolution. I just think it's interesting... That you, that, um, you couldn't gainsay it. You could not. You could not gainsay it. But then, interestingly, Dawkins seems to take the view that uh, if you are re- remotely religious, then you are automatically a sort of fundamentalist creationist, and you believe everything in Genesis. You know, Genesis. I think most people, particularly most Christians, would accept is is a myth. It's there. It's a myth. You know. I think every every tradition has. You know, around the the the, the creation of their. You know, the beginning of time. Is based on some sort of mythology, you know. I'm. I don't happen to believe in the Lampton Worm, for example, but I'll very happily sing "Wished Lads Had Your Gob" and tell you Ali Apple's story. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. Okay, there we are. But yes, Dawkins, though, of course, he has he has a program on about uh, about Darwin at the moment. But practically every second sentence is just him championing his own his own beliefs. You know, basically, he's he's using the whole series as some sort of advert for the God Delusion, the book he wrote. I think it's interesting, isn't it? It's not, it's not very funny, no. probably, but it no. is interesting that uh, actually science has very little to say, does it not, about the uh, about creation, interestingly. Science is essentially a, an attempt to make a mathematical description. It's uh, you know, it's like looking you're looking across the room and seeing I see a you know, a, a kindly looking forty something man in a flowery shirt. Um, where? Oh me. You yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah. I see that's science. Yes, that's and science, essentially. I'm not saying why you're there. Yes. I've got no idea why you're here. Right. Believe me. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm absolutely flabbergasted that you're here. I mean, I've got no idea whatsoever what you're doing here. Well, but we agreed to... Oh, I see what you're saying, scientifically. No, yes, scientific. scientifically. How scientifically, did I I've got no yes. idea why you're here. Well, I just grew. Like. I can't think of any earthly reason you should be sitting opposite me in this Earthly studio. reason's a very good point. We yes. only have... But I can we... describe the fact that you're sitting there. And if this I was very science. clever, I could describe it in terms of mathematics. That's what, what science attempts to do. Algorithms or something, yes. yes. I mean, science attempts to describe what it sees in terms of mathematics. Not only that, but the simplest mathematics possible. It says nothing about what the hell you're doing in this studio. But that's very interesting, and I like the way each time you say you say earthly reason. No earthly reason. You know, we only have the reason we're, we're, we're born with. You know, I mean, it is a miracle, life. I mean, I hate to say something so god-awfully obvious, but it is. You know, no one, no one can explain it. It's a miracle. That doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's a it's creationist a, miracle. No, that's it doesn't point. at all. No, it's just a life force somewhere. You know, so many other defunct planets are as dead as the... As the little Spanish princess of, of the Ravel piece. I know what you're saying, Martin, which is you're saying that a, a belief, a theistic beliefs, are not, uh, not in any way incommensurate with scientific beliefs. Neither are atheistic beliefs. That's right. In fact, you could say that atheism and theism both required leaps of faith. Well, very, very well put. Because yes. life, don't you think? I often think when you look at life. Yes. I don't know how we got to this point, but yes. but anyway, when you look around at life, the world, the universe around you, yes, I always think it can I, it can support it'll. It's very generous creation, the universe. It'll reflect back whatever you decide to see in it. Do you see what I mean? So I think you know if you're if you decide to believe in God and you decide everything that runs on some kind of um, intricate mechanism, that's how 
that's how the universe will reveal itself to you. Right. If you believe that it's a bleak place with a sort of numb chance, blindly trying to find its way down, you know, completely Byzantine yeah. corridors, then it, it, that's how it will appear to you. And if so, you want to believe in chaos, then there's chaos there chaos to, see, yeah. to see. If you want to believe in pure mathematical reasons for everything, well, it's fascinating. Yes. And I can't help thinking that that ergo, God. Mm. Or not. Yeah. Mm. Ergo, maybe. Maybe God. Maybe, maybe not God. Maybe not Actually, not God. ergo anything. No. no, this is the point. It's not, no, ergo. not ergo anything. No. Actually, it's... And Possibly. I choose to believe in God, or and I choose not very to believe good. in God. Do you not think? Very good. Ergo God would be a, a very good name for a for a tour, possibly. I wonder if Chris Rock has thought about that, because he's coming to Hammersmith. Oh, that's right. Good Lord. Ergo God is not the name of his tour, but uh, I'm very much hoping he might consider it maybe for a, for a future performance. Performance. Thank you very much. That's Got right. there in the end. Yes. Yes. He's made his name from a bit of having a bit of a potty mouth, hasn't he, Chris Rock? Chris Rock, yes. Yes. Although he's a very, very intelligent, um, intelligent man, obviously. Actually, Martin, I'm just going to have to pull the plug on this now because. Well, I'm... you, you're in a hurry. Yeah, um, I've got to get back. Uh, basically, um, yeah, I've got to change the tray in um, in Google's dialysis machine. Um, so trays, how's that work? What, it uh, it catches something, does it, the tray? Well, what? part of the process of dialysis is, because she's got, um, it's not just type 2 diabetes that she yeah, has, and she has obviously ongoing renal failure, but the um, she has a, uh, there's a kind of, the doctor called it, well, the vet called it homeostasis, some kind of process by which this sort of gunk is given off her blood, and it collects... It drops down a a, um, a tube, yes, a, a ceramic tube because right. it's highly corrosive, right. into a into a tray at the yes. at the base of, of the, the machine. dialysis machine. What and and if you don't change it? What happens? It, it spills over and just and burns into the Earth's crust. Yes, absolutely. I mean that would go straight. Well, through. Get home immediately. Yeah, no, I will. I will. So anyway, all, what I'm saying is I've got to go and do that. So perhaps we should just wrap it up. Okay, absolutely. Um, well, yeah. it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to talk into your ear. We've been Martin Ben Jones. I've been Craig Children. Goodbye. Goodbye. Time Ghost was written and created by Alexander Armstrong and Ben Miller. This episode was originally released by The Times in 2008, and it was produced by John Davenport and edited by Ed Ryland. Time Ghost is a hat trick podcast. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.